enjoyed that. I, I, he could have kept right on going, but it was up to me to keep on, keep on enjoying. You know, you love to see kids enjoy themselves at church. Enjoy being here. I hope you guys do too. If you got your Bibles, turn with me one last time to the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter seven, verses twenty-four through twenty-nine. And again, we've been in this in this sermon, and it is the greatest sermon that's ever been preached. The greatest teaching from from my perspective is the greatest teaching in the Bible. Uh, I think the first thing that we need to do when somebody gets saved. Perspective, and we have spent seven months in the Sermon on the Mount. This is the 28th sermon that we've had. In the last sermon in this, in this study. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. the Bible, this is the words of Christ. I could spend all this time in His Word and, and studying His Word and, and hearing what He says. And We need to enjoy that. We need to just take it all in. Again, it's been that good for me. Again, I hope it's been that good for you. And today we turn to these last few verses and these are very familiar words. As Jesus tells us what to do with the sermon. This is not one of those things where my kids, as they do homeschool, they look at me and Steph and they'll say, when will I ever use this in life? As they're sitting there and they're adding things up and they're multiplying things and they're doing it. And I, sometimes I don't have an answer. They look at me and say, Dad, have you ever done this since you got out of school? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, just, just do it. Uh, but this is a sermon that it isn't something that we, we won't take with us. This is something we need to take with us. So Jesus is here telling us how we apply this, what to do with this sermon. And I titled the sermon because this is what he wants to do, what he wants us to do with it. I titled the sermon Building Life on These Words. So let's stand together as we look at building a life that lasts. Let's be through 29 as we close out the Sermon on the Mount. Again, building a life that lasts. Starting in verse 24. You've heard me say that before. Usually I have 15 minutes left when I say that. But he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone man. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He didn't quote God. He was God speaking. He spoke with authority. This is amazing. So let's pray together and then we'll study building a life that lasts. Father, we thank you for your words.
And God, I pray that you would teach us here today how to take these words and build upon them. We don't want to build our lives upon shifting sand. We want to build our lives upon the rock that is the Lord Jesus Christ and his words. Teach us to do that today so that we can learn that no matter what hits us in life, if we are standing upon the rock, nothing can take us down. Teach us these things today. Please follow. He gives us here a, a comparison of two houses. Uh, there's a house that's built on the rock, and there's a house that's built on the sand. And I wanted to give you a, an illustration in our day of, a, of two buildings, not two houses. Probably, maybe not a heard of them, but you, you'll, you'll know them when I mention it. But one is uh, the tallest building in the world. And it's a building that was built in Dubai. And it is, again, the tallest building in the world. It is a few things that... in the sky. Over a half mile in the sky. It has 160 floors. Here's a few things. It has the highest and fastest elevator that has ever been built. My wife gets sick on an elevator that barely moves with music playing over the sound system. It has the highest observation deck that's ever been built. It's on the 124th floor. the 76th floor. It is architecturally brilliant and beautiful. The tallest building in the world. And then the other building I want to tell you about is the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy. You guys have heard of this? It's not the tallest slowly shifting and leaning. We all know architects, architects have went in and tried to fix it and they're trying to prop it up and they're trying to make sure And you say, what's the difference between the tallest building in the world was built on marshy land. And the foundation of that building, get this, is 10... The foundation, get this, that is 160... It has 120,000... before they even started building the building. It went so deep into the ground, they knew that a tower that high had to have a foundation that deep. And that's what Jesus is getting at here. The difference is the foundation. But what really matters is what's underneath. What really matters is what we're built upon. You may look great like a lot of buildings, but what really matters when we get down the 
outside that counts. It's the inside that counts. That's a whole sermon on the mount. Jesus says these Jewish people in the crowd, their lives look great. They look like, like they're adorned with all this religiosity and all these different things. But on the inside, their foundation is only about an inch deep. And they're going to get blown. into the ground and give us a foundation that we can build upon that will last and go through any storm that life can throw at us. We must make sure that our foundation goes deep. And we need to do that with our children. We need to do that with our teenagers. We need to do that with our college kids. We need to do that with adults. We need to dig deep into our lives and have a foundation that is upon the Lord Jesus Christ. I need that for my kids that are in here today. You need that for your kids that are in here today. Our build upon things that are, that are modern and popular and cool. We build upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He says there the way he ends his sermon. He doesn't end with fireworks. He ends with application. He says finally to close, let me tell you how to apply this. Let me tell you what to do with this. Let me tell you, this is what? Here's how you put three chapters into action. And Jesus uses an unforgettable illustration. I think Jesus is a master storyteller. How I many he is? He, he, his, his stories are in our minds. So they're etched in there that we never forget what he says. And we need to see this. These, 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 these pictures that he paints here, especially So he closes with this vivid picture that he's going to paint. And not only is Jesus a master storyteller, but I think he's a master carpenter. And he knows how to build things that last. And he's going to tell us how to build a life that lasts. Not just here, but into eternity. So that's the picture that he paints. Here's how to live. Here's what to do with this sermon. Here's how to apply this sermon. This is clear instruction on how we can build a life that lasts. A life that stands tall. And we want that, don't we? We want a life that will last. We want a life that will stand tall. We want a life that will withstand anything that the world can throw. In any storm. And there's a lot of windstorms that come through Dubai. But any windstorm that comes through, that, that tower stands. Life that will not be blown away. Jesus tells us, here's the main point, a life that lasts. I'm only going to give you three words. I'm not going to give you three points today. I'm going to give you three words. I want you to remember these three words. I want you to remember the foundation. I want you to remember the flood. And I want you to remember the fall. Building anything. Uh, when we build things at our house, I call Dad. 
things in this passage. Jesus teaches us three things about building here. Number one, let's look at it. Number one, the importance of the foundation. You see there in verse 24, he starts talking about the foundation. The foundation is everything. The foundation is the most important thing. And he says in, in verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon sand in verse 26. So he shows us an illustration of two houses. Two builders. Very similar. Their houses look the same. Maybe even in, in close proximity to each other. There, there may be houses is what he illustrates to talk about our life. Because our That's where we eat, that's where we sleep, that's where we rest, that's where uh, we have a roof over our head when the storm hits. He's talking about our lives is what he's talking about. That, that's, that's the whole point of this. Uh, he's talking about us building our, our lives. You're building a life. I've got young kids in here right now and you're at the very early stages of building your life. And you need to be in church, you need to be taught how to You're just, you're just uh, very early on starting to build your life. And you're starting to think about where am I going to go and what am I going to do? You're building a life. Things. Building a house. A home. How are we going to build it? That's what he's saying. And I will live. He's talking about our lives. Again, I won't live in your life, your house, and you won't live in And the question is, what kind of life are you building? And there's only two options. So he draws a distinct line. It's one or the other. It's it's wise or foolish. You're either going to build your life and building their lives in a foolish way. We don't want to live and build our lives foolishly. We want to be wise, the way Jesus says here. So which type of life Verse 24 again. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Think about the illustration. He worked hard to build his house. He didn't cut any corners. He didn't. He took his time. Looking at the future, he was looking at years down the road. He was planning. He was thinking something may come, a storm may come. into eternity. So I want to build my house very deep into the rock. I want to dig down through the sand and into the, the rock bed. The, the Petra is what's happening. The foundation of my home will go deep into the ground. 
Luke 6.48 says, same passage, that he... Solid rock bed, sturdy, great foundation. So the question is, if we want to be wise, we will build our house upon the rock, our lives upon the Build your life upon the rock. Let me give you a couple things here, what it means to be the rock. The rock, first of all, is an Old Testament word for God. So I'm going to give you a couple That, 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 that holds us in the midst of our storms. The rock is God. The Bible says, Psalm 31, that God, thou art my rock. Amen. Psalm 60. There was too many verses in the Old Testament for me to write them all down for you. That God is our rock. Shifting sand. He's the anchor of our souls. He's a, the chief cornerstone. First Corinthians 3 says, For other foundations. Matthew 16, when, when Jesus asked Peter, Who do men say that I am? Peter says, Some say you're this, some say you're that. He says, Well, who do you say I am? And Peter said, I, I believe. rock will I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What is that? It's not Peter. Peter's not the rock. You know who the rock is? The rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. That He is the Lord. So foundation is a New Testament word. Just on, on God because other religions will say, oh, I built my life up on God and, and now we'll go to, to Jesus and there's many of you here today that say, oh, I'm How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid in His excellent Word. Amen. I like that. Second Peter 1 says we have a more sure Word, a more sure foundation. The foundation of all of our lives must be His Word. In our marriages, we stand upon His Word and we do things by His Word. Going into other standards and other sources, we stand upon the Word of God. We take a stand. We're building it here. We build our foundation upon God. We're going deep. We build our foundation upon the Lord Jesus Christ even deeper. We build our foundation upon His Word. Let's go even deeper. That is the deepest you can go right there. Look what he says. Therefore, whosoever heareth that's whose life is secure. That is who has a good foundation. Not just hear the words. Not just know the words. Not just believe the words. But do the words that he says.
that does these words that I have said. That's who builds his house upon a rock. The ones who do the words. And I love that. It's, it's the, the rock is obedience to his command. We know blessed are the poor in spirit, but that we are poor in spirit. Amen. The rock is not just that we know not to lust and commit adultery, but that we know not to get angry, but that we don't get angry. It's the obedience that matters. You can know a lot. It's what separates it. It's, it's like a coach who would draw up a play. I watch a lot of football. Coach would draw up a play on a whiteboard. X's and O's. This one's going to go that way. And this one's going to go that way. And this one's going to go. I, I... I'll sit there and say, great play, coach. Great play. It does no good if that play doesn't now go out of. You say, great sermon, Jesus. We're astonished at your teaching. We're astonished at your authority if you don't now go out and live. Amen. Millions of people read these words in the Sermon on the Mount and love these words. What you're in my faith and in, in, in Christianity, when you follow me, you don't your life will change. You will do the words that I say. That's what he's saying. We have a new rule in our house. Great rule. Keep your hands to yourself. It was, it's, it's a one. Keep their hands to themselves. And I look back and they don't think I have a mirror. I have a mirror. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching everything they do. And I'll say, keep your hands to yourself. Oh, we are. And then boom. We are. And then boom. on the rock so that nothing can blow it away. You don't just know it. You don't just hear it. You don't just believe it. You do it. Yeah. That's what separates us. Amen. The question is, is that how you built your life? Upon the rock of second way is not the rock builder, but the sand builder. Look what he says in verse 26. And every they hear them. Look at that. He's not, talking, he's not even talking about those people on the outside. He's talking about people in the church together. You hear it, and you hear it, and you hear it, and you hear it. The difference is in our do it. And they're just like a foolish man who builds his house upon the sand. So the foolish man builds his house on the sand. It's obvious to me. Isn't that the If I did, it'd fall down. But I know not to build on sand. I know that when we go to the beach and my kids
And you know, then they hit each other. They build and they build and they build. And when we come back the next day, that sandcastle won't be there anymore. Sands of life. That sand is, is just, it moves and it goes everywhere and, and the waters are going to come and wash it away. You don't build a life upon anything that's going to wash away. It's foolish. It is, I mean, we know that. And why is he doing it then? Because he's foolish. And working hard, he says over here and says, ah, I don't need to go that deep. I'll just build it. I can make it prettier. I can make it nicer. I can do more to my house. He's putting all this. So he's lazy. He, he cuts corners. He goes shallow. He, he's only thinking about now. He's only thinking about getting it done. He's thinking about today and maybe next week. But he's not thinking about it in the So he's sitting there, he gets his house done, and this guy over here is still building up on the rock. This is the people who don't do, who refuse to follow the instructions. And that's what this is. Jesus is teaching us how to build a life, and he's giving us the instructions. That, that matters. How to live life and, and, and build a life that lasts, do chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. Here's the instructions. Instructions in front of them. It's not like it's written in Chinese. Sometimes you get instructions and it's just pictures and, and no, they refuse. They prefer the easy path. They prefer the easy way. They they prefer the fads. Building their lives upon fads and, and opinions and, and philosophies and, and else or something else. They're building their life upon something that won't last. Your bank account won't last. Your home won't last. Your family won't last. Our health won't last. Don't build your life upon things that won't last. That's shifting and going away. It's nothing but sand. That's what they're building upon. They constantly move. They blow with Understand it and believe it, but they refuse to live by it, and that's foolishness. So, which is which are you building upon? And I know what you're going to say as I look around the room. I know what you're going to say. Everybody in here would say, from the youngest, I pointed my boy over here as the youngest. I'm going to point at the oldest. We'd all say we're building our lives upon God, upon Christ, upon His Word, and we're doing our best to obey Him. I know that. That's when you find out if you're really building upon the rock. And that's where we're going here. Jesus is telling us to look at the foundation of our lives and see where we're building. Are we building a life that will last or not? Are we obeying His Word?
is here. How do we know? How do we know what we're building our lives upon? We know when our lives and our faith is put to the test. Look what happens in verse 25. I call it the inevitability of the floods. It's coming. upon that house and it failed not for it was founded upon the rock. Verse 27, and the rains descended, the floods came. Almost the same identical verse. And the winds blew and beat upon that house and it failed and great was the fall of it. So there's a storm that comes and hits both houses. That's why I think they may be neighbors. They may... They're, they're almost side by side and the storm all of, a, all of a sudden it comes through and it's common in, in this area. The storms didn't hit a lot, but when they did, they hit hard. Down. So they both share a storm. Showing us this truth. Floods will come. Floods will come. And when floods come, they will test what kind of house you've built. They say you're either in a storm coming out of the just and the unjust. Howls in our life. Everybody in here is going to face it. Adam had a storm in his life. He wiped out everything he had. Nobody he could count on but God. In his life, and every single one of us. says here. He gives us three different things that's hitting in this storm. It's not just one. One would destroy a house. But look at all three of these things that are hitting. He has, look, and I want you to from above. And then he says, and the floods came. That's from below. And then he says, Against the house, rampage the house. Hit everywhere else around, that house is getting hit from all points. One of those would knock it down, but all three would. Come, and it's hitting the heart. And it's slamming against these houses. You can feel it. Jesus is, is painting this vivid picture. 
tossing and the, and the storm winds going all around it and beating against the windows and hitting the roof and shaking the whole place. Because this is it. You guys just, Josh is preaching good stuff now, right? It'll rip us to shreds. I could ask you in the room today to raise your hand if you've ever had a storm come through your life. trials. You say, what are they? It could be a marriage. You could go through a divorce. That's a storm. Oh, it'll shake your house. It'll shake up your life. Kids rebelling. To be a prodigal and run away from God. Oh God, don't send that storm. But it's a storm. You've got a prodigal child that, that runs away from God and doesn't want to live for God. Oh, the heart of a parent is in a storm. The rains are coming and the floods are rising and, and it feels like, oh, they're shaking all around. You want more? You can lose your job. The job that you're so secure in. Oh, when you lose that job that you think that, oh, I'll never, I, I, I'll All that money you trust in the bank account will be gone like that. Your health? <laughs> I do my best. Do my best to be healthy. To eat right, to exercise six or seven days a week, but I know as soon as I get on that football field last week and there's a wet spot, I could lose my health like that. That's why I lost. <laughs> you could lose it like that. Steph, she put on a calendar that they schedule a checkup for Josh. I went through and said, don't schedule a checkup for Josh. <laughs> don't put your calendar where I can read it. You know why? You go to the doctor and what are they going to say? Something's wrong. The doctor calls you back. Come to my office immediately. And you're sitting across the table from them. And they're saying, I got bad news. This test is bad. And this test is bad. And this is bad. And this is bad. And you're sitting there. And you know what happens? The rains come. And the floods rise. And the wind starts beating against the house of our lives. What about a death of a loved one? Oh, that may be the hardest of all. And you're sitting at the bedside of a loved one. spouse? Is there any storm that's worse than that? I felt it with grandparents. Beating up against the house of our lives. I got a phone call the other day five in the morning. And you hear that phone ring five in the morning you think, oh no. I hear wind blowing. Is that rain hitting against the window? Is it? I hear wind. Thankfully, it wasn't anything bad. I looked at who it was and I thought, I got mad. What are you calling me for right now? <laughs> Scaring me to death. Storms come. Clouds over the top of our heads. Christians could face persecution. That's a storm. The early church, Paul, beating up against their lives. Persecution can bring death, health issues, and financial issues and take everything you have away. 
All we need is we're, we're this close to persecution in America. And all these things that we have to be blown away. You're building a life on health. My kids, my looks, <laughs> they go away. All those things are not that deep. They're shifting sands and they'll go away like that. The economy could go down like that and take away everything that we think is secure. And the storm comes. You ever watch TV and listen to those politicians? Talk about dark clouds over our lives. And when those storms hit, the only thing that matters is how deep our foundation is. It's the only thing that matters. Whether our lives are upon the rock or upon the sand. The storm's revealing. Because again, the houses were similar. They looked the same. They looked fine on the outside. By all appearances, lives are perfect. Go on Facebook and everybody's life is perfect. Beautiful house. Everything's great. It's the way it looks in here right now. You look at my life. It proves where we really stand. Look what, look what it says. The storm hits and we'll see. Spurgeon said whether our profession is true or whether it's false, it will be tested. You don't know if you really believe until the storm hits. You don't know how strong your anchor is until the storm hits. You don't know how deep your roots are until the storm hits. In life, look at Revelation. The storm is going to come in judgment and, and blow many away. And Revelation says that many will fall away. The houses will show. The storms will show who is real and who's fake. The storms will show who's superficial and who is deep. Oh, and we have a superficial Christianity in the world in America today. That are 20 minutes long. And I'm not, I'm not judging anybody for that. Because they can't take any more. They can't go any deeper. They can't go any further. when the storms come. People today don't hear, they don't know, they don't... No foundation, no deep plowing. It's shallow and it's just going to blow away. Some Christians are blown away with one little drop of rain. So the storm will show, and I'm moving on, who's going to leave. The storm will show who will vanish like a mist. The storm will show, I call them, who are the Alpha Seltzer Christians. They all just fade away. The floods are inevitable. And will carry. But 
the storms will show us who's real. And that's, as I get to the last point, the foundation, the floods, and the fall. The impact of the fall here is stops. The rain stops and ends. Get this, the storms always stop. They always do. They don't last. The sun will come up tomorrow. And you see that today when the, when the tornadoes hit and the hurricanes hit and everybody just hunkers down and waits until it's all over. Even the, the weather channel, they'll get out there in front of it. You know, they're wind and they're blowing people away and their announcers trying to tell them. And then sooner or later, even those announcers go hiding. And they wait for the storm to go away. And when the storm goes away and the sun comes out, then everybody walks outside. They have their cameras and they're showing us on the news. damage has this storm done? The point isn't how long the storm lasts. The point is how long we last. That's right. So what's standing and what's not? The floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it didn't fall. So we walk out and we see a house standing. And what house is standing? What life is standing after the storms have come? The ones that's been founded upon the rock. It's the only one standing. Everything else has been leveled, but there stands a lie. There stands a house. And that house has went deep into the, into, into the Word of God and has obeyed it. It's unmoved. It's unfazed. It's the one on the rock. The one on the solid foundation. The rock was stronger than the storm. Write this one down. The rock is always stronger than this. Yes, the house was hit hard. Oh, I love this. Yes, there were struggles and there was doubts and there was stumbling and their life was beat to death by that storm. But after the storm is over, it's still standing. And it proves that the house upon the rock was the real thing. The house upon the rock had a deep foundation. The house upon the rock stands firm. I love what Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy mighty right hand of my righteousness. You build upon God. You build upon the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word and obeying His Word. And you will withstand. Jesus will scare you to death. But He'll never let you down. That's the title of the book. Jesus will scare you to death. But He will never let you down. Think about Peter. You want, a, you want a, an example of this? And I, I looked through the Bible for examples. I found the Daniel in the lion's den. That was a storm. And God got him out. Not a, it was a fiery storm in their life. And they stood firm on God. They obeyed His Word. You, you see that? It, it wasn't just God. They stood firm on obeying His Word. They refused to back down. And through the, the storm of a fire... Peter. 
Jesus went to Peter at the end of his life and he said, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. Satan has desired to destroy your life. It's almost like Peter was in Job's situation when, when the Satan come to God Jesus said Satan, Satan has desired he wants to and Jesus didn't say well I ain't going to let him. He said I pray get this And said, Satan, you can't have him. Jesus said, I pray that you'll pass the test. He denied Jesus three times. Oh, man. Can you imagine the storm? The rains came down. Peter said, I don't know him. And the floods came up. I don't know him. And the winds blew around. I don't know him. It looked like he was going to fall. Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. You know I do. And despite the storm that, that blew all around him, Peter stood firm because he was real and he passed the test. Get this. But Judas wasn't. Judas had a storm too, didn't he? Peter, Judas, next door neighbors. You guys are with me. You'll see. Same teaching, sermon on the mount. Same words, same God. Judas's house is probably prettier than Peter's. So how do you know that? They only made the treasurer the one they could trust the most. And when they were sitting around the room, I said this last week, and they were sitting around the room, Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. None of them said, I bet it's Judas. They all said, is it me? Is it me? It wouldn't be Judas. He looks so great. His life is built so wonderful. Look at his house. Look at his life. He holds the money for our, our group. Judas is the best of the best. It has to be Peter. Things fell and then the, and the floods rose. And it hit Peter hard. But at the end, Peter could still say, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. But then the storms came and hit Judas' life. And the testings and the trials came. Blew him away because his house wasn't founded upon the rock. And it blew him away. And what does it say here? Who's real and who's not? Both look the same, but now we know Peter was real and Judas wasn't. And great was the fall. Very vivid language here. It speaks of ruin and carnage and rubble. It shows the destruction of their lives. 
many will fall away. Many fall away in sin. Many fall away and leave Christianity. And they left and made a mess out of their lives. Nothing but homes and made a mess of their lives, and it's nothing but rubble and not upon the Lord Jesus Christ and his words when the storms come it will ruin you it will ruin you but great was the fall of it I tend to think that it failed is when our houses fall and our lives are falling into hell for all eternity. Verse 13 speaks of destruction. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Verse 19 talks about being cast into the fire. Verse 23 talks about depart from me, I never knew you. Verse 27 says, and great was judgment. Understand that. It speaks of that all throughout the Bible that the storms are a, a symbol of, judge, of the judgment of God. Even in Revelation, the storm is and who's going to fall? Those who are building on the Lord Jesus Christ will withstand judgment and there's no condemnation at all. But those who are building their lives upon something or someone else will fall and great will be the fall of their lives. It doesn't last because the foundation of their life was faulty. It was built on. They may have had a grand life. They may have had a, a beautiful house, beautiful on the outside. People are amazed at it. But the storm proved who they really were. They were fake. They were the leaning tower of Pisa and not the strong tower in Dubai. Because the storm always proves who's real and who's not. And then it says, and I'll close here, like Jesus says, therefore. Great was the fall. And he turns and he walks away. And as he's walking away, verse 28 says, And it came to pass when Jesus ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Wow. Did you hear what he just taught? I've never had anybody astonished at my teaching. What he said, verse 29, for he taught them as one having authority, how he said it. Thus saith the word of God. They did what he told them to do. They didn't do what he told them to do. They can do it. 
They were at the doorstep of eternity. They were at the doorstep of the, of the straight way, of the open gate. They, there they were. There it was. I mean, their opportunity was right before them. And Jesus said, and great will be the fall of it, and walks away. week after week after week. And they may even say, wow, what great teaching, what great truth, amen. But if you don't do it, you're foolish. And it showed that this crowd was foolish. These Jewish people So let me ask you two questions and I'll close. Can you say honestly, openly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That you dare not trust a sweeter frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Is Christ your solid rock? Can you say that without a doubt? That you're living your life, you're building your life upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Not upon anything else, not upon anybody else. That your hope of this life and your hope of eternity rests in the Lord Jesus Christ. You do it. You hear it. You believe it. You do it over and over and over. Is that how you're building your life? Because if it's not, you're building upon the shifting sands of this world. And when the storm comes, you're going to be in so much trouble. When judgment comes, you're going to be in so much trouble. So let me urge you today, if you're not sure, if, if it's not beyond a shadow of a doubt, both feet standing upon the Lord Jesus Christ. This life and through all it I want you to do that today. I want that to be the end of this sermon. That after seven months of the Sermon on the Mount, I'm going to live that. I'm going to follow this man. Will that be you? Charles Spurgeon said this, I am prepared to hang all my hopes of life and eternity upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Can you say that today? Because if not, the storm's going to blow you away. Please put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Build your life upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you love that song? I won't sing it. I heard a story this week about a little kid in Ireland who is mom. Smaller than this one. We're lucky. I say lucky. We're blessed to have what we have here. This mom, she didn't even get paid for it. She volunteered to clean the church. And she, every day she'd bring her little boy, five years old, with him. With her boy. He'd sing that song. So build your life upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Build your life upon the Lord Jesus Christ. rains came down and the floods came up and the house on the rock stood firm. I thought of and it's over and over they'd sing that song. His mom would smile as she cleaned. 
But one day a storm came and the boy died. And they came into the church and as they were carrying him out in the casket, the piano player went and started, started playing. Came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and everybody started singing with them. And the floods came up and the house on the rocks took firm. Yes. So build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you building your house on the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if you are, ain't nothing in this world can knock you down. Ain't nothing. Are you in a storm right now? Is it beating upon you right now? Maybe you're in a good time and then everything's hunky-dory for you right now. But if you're in a storm right now, we want to pray for you. If you're going through something and the winds are beating up against you and the rains are coming and the floods are rising, I would urge you today to come, come, come to the altar and I'll pray with you. We want to know. We want to help you. But most of all, cling to the Lord Jesus Christ with everything you have in you. I'll tell you one more story and I'll close. I'm full of them. As a little girl, all about the you know, kids. All night looking for her. And they found her the next morning. And she was sitting on a rock out in, out in the ocean. And they found her and they said, were you scared? She said, yeah, I was scared. She said, but I knew this rock wasn't moving. She said, all night long, the waters were moving all around me, but that rock never moved once. She said, so I knew I'd be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. Cling to the rock. He never moves. He's never shaken. He is Christ, the sure and steady foundation. Build your life upon Him, and you'll have a life that lasts. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You for a sure and steady foundation. Our foundation, that Your Word is what we stand upon. Now help us to be obedient to it, please. To build our lives upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And God, if there's anybody in here that's facing a storm that's beating up against them vehemently over and over, and I pray for them that they would cling to you, that you would hold them fast. I love that old song, Christ will hold me fast. Hold them fast. Guard them, protect them. Help them to weather the storms of life by standing upon the sure foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, if there's anybody in here today that's lost, that they're building their life in some other way, on something else or somebody else, may today be the day that they build their life. Start their construction today.